You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. Alright everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You are now in tune to another session. The first session actually of 2019 of the Syndicated Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998 with a balance of music and talk representing the black diaspora. Music including hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more. On the music and commentary mix, you got myself DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who does the same thing. Let me have him go on ahead and introduce himself. Yes, yes, one, two, a song of all Black Hawk and DJ Fusion. Now coming to you, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the whole real wide world and the whole galaxy, galactic solar system, much love to you and yours. We're going to rock it, of course, Fusion, what's going down? I am, um, so far into 2019, doing relatively well. Very good. Um, we are knocking on seven days into 2019, and, um, News-wise, it's been hellaciously interesting. Personally, it's been fine. So, um, I'm glad of that. Very glad. Very. And how about you? I'm very good. Very good. Uh, Soul music, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and women have been very good to me. So, I'm just... You know, of course, broadcasting in the Beltway and within the Beltway or around the Beltway in Washington, D.C., you know, I have, I have several homes, D.C., Jersey, N.Y., you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a D.C. dispensation for a moment. So, you know, of course, broadcasting from there. And, you know, you'll find me in Harlem, Newark, or D.C. or some, or, or some soul station. So I'm designated in the D.C. at the second. So what's the deal? Fusion, I reckon. Um, yeah, man, just trying to start off the new year right, essentially, 2018 was transitional, Yes, yes. I would say. I can't say it was all bad, I can't say it was all great, but it was transitional, so, um, just trying to step forward into this year, um, good vibes, good actions, all that type of stuff. I'm not gonna be on the big old resolutions type of thing, I mean, I think you constantly have those. Yes. And whatnot, um... Happy to turn another year older. I'm um, currently 40, which feels crazy as hell, but yet here we are. (laughs) And whatnot. Um, Older and wiser. Yeah, all that. Good health. I don't got no gray hairs yet. Doctor ain't telling me my body's falling apart, so hey, man, I'm just. I'm gonna just go for the ride and um, call it a day. But yeah, for those who've been listening to us for a long time, definitely thank you for those who are just checking us out via whatever means. Yes, yes. Um, welcome. Hope y'all dig what we do. Yes, and um, this is going to probably be a little bit of a more unorthodox show this week. I'm kind of pondering maybe doing like, you know, a few top few 2018 mix of joints I like. Uh-huh. Um, in conjunction with the talk. Plus, um, even though we are just, as of recording time, six days into 2019, um, yes. This new cycle, man, um, shit, um, we gotta talk about it, so we're gonna go on ahead and, um, do that. We'll probably be back into the more traditional show format, um, next week. 
and everything. So I will probably split, split this show into parts. This will probably be the top part will be a part one. Then the 2018 joint will be a part two for those who are checking us out via the um, various podcast apps and means. And All for those right. who do do that, um, let me just break down how you can reach out to us. Our official website is fuseboxradio.com. F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O.com. It has a very mm-hmm. nice, sparkly, brand new revamp. Um, it took a while because, again, 2018 was transitional. Very nice. But it is um, out there and ready to go. We only got two parts of the show and being under construction, one of which consists of promo items. Very nice. Which um, we've been talking about doing for a minute. I think we finally narrowed down the few we want to try to like test the waters with. Ready. And one's going to be a more direct booking part besides emailing us. Okay. Because um, even with last year being kind of transitional and in motion, yes, we indeed. were um, able to do a lot of events, public and private. So yes, um, that in conjunction with the wonderful donations people give us um, helps us eat, essentially. <laughs> so yes, um, we're definitely getting that part um, rocking Thank and rolling and going. And um, I am going to change up BlackRadioIsBack.com because one hasn't been able to write and do other stuff for a while. Um, check out more information about that soon. You'll be able to always access the archives of that, but okay. things are going to get a little more different on the multimedia end this year in regard to both writing and visual oh, medium God. aspects. And um, we're just not going to talk about all that in detail right now, but y'all will see that it will announce it as time um, goes by. They don't. Um, in terms of social media, our official Facebook page is facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show. One uh-huh, straight uh-huh, word. Uh-huh. And all other social media is with Fusebox Radio. So twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, uh-huh. instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, uh-huh. so forth and so on. All of those should have a decent amount of updates, whether it's news stories, one shares, um, recent photography. Um, some of y'all have seen pics of the Black Hawk if y'all never seen him before. Yes, indeed. Um, through a project I did with um, at the National Portrait Gallery before the um, government shutdown shenanigans here yes, in the D.C. Indeed. metro area. Very and nice. um, speaking of that, um, FuseboxRadioPhotography.com is the official um, photography portfolio for us. So when we start doing more press things, private things, so we can see all the visual parts of what we do as a multimedia group of folks and for those who listen to us via your favorite podcast app of choice if you dig what we do please give us a high rating and um give some comments and stuff that helps us get to more people's ears and whatnot and um we deeply appreciate you thank you very much with that and um Anything else on the promo spilling? Oh, shout out to our folks over at the Maggie Fair Institute. Um, shout out to the homie Mimi from um, the Social Socialist Party USA and a whole bunch of other projects, who, including um, the interview series with uh, Maggie Fair Institute, interviewed me during the past week. Um, one should have the video of that soon, and I'll share that. And um, we had a really good discussion in the realms of talking about music and politics. Alright. And um, for people who have encountered any of us via social media or certain things, we are very passionate. Yeah. So um, we definitely went in on mm. some stuff, and um, it was overall a very cool conversation. So shout out to those folks who were able to tune in during the live um, internet video portion of it. And again, we'll be I'm um, sharing the video or whatnot. Folks might actually end up doing a spin-off podcast in regard to music and politics soon, but um, that's still in the work, so um, stay tuned. 
And I definitely got to shout out Mimi because I know um, with some of these things in regards to um, political things, I mean, I think we're relatively down to earth. Um, and there are other venues of people who are. And there's some folks who you just, they're like, yo, I ain't here for a lecture. I ain't here for you to talk down to me like I'm a dumbass or whatever else. I appreciate Homeboy always being that type who can break things down, but does it as a regular person. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately helps out people explore different things, even if, you know, that's not going to end up being your cup of tea. So um, I definitely want to shout out cats on um, that end. And yeah, because I mean, literally the new year just begun. So that's been the last thing um, folks did before um, getting older and eating food and celebrating and getting back into the multifaceted grind of the fuse box radio and nine to yes, fives indeed. and 2018 was social an interesting lives. year. Yeah. You know, so seriously. There was a lot of transitions, a lot of stuff that I personally went through, a lot of stuff that Fusion had gone through. Um, we're good friends, but not a couple. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you know just so that's clear. But you know, she's one of my closest friends in the world, and um, so she, you know, I knew some of the stuff she was going through last year, and some of the stuff that I was going through. And um, you know, I went through a move last year, went through a couple of moves last year, and um, you know, I learned a lot in the, the 2018. A lot of stuff became a lot of stuff that I was taught as a little kid came back up in my memory, and it's just. I guess situations brought, you know, those energies or those that that knowledge up to make me kind of remember stuff from when I was a kid that I had kind of forgotten about. And you know, and I, you know, and one thing that I can say for sure is that after knowing certain people for a certain long for a period of time, that if, if you know somebody and they're evil as a kid, nine times out of ten they're going to be evil adults. And I can just, from my experience, the people that I've known who, from when they were kids, and they were the conniving, kind of like, you know, deceitful, devil-minded, and they're like that as adults. So, you know, it's just, just kind of like that reality homing in, and one of many just made me think about things in general of what 2018 had in store, but it's definitely going to not, it's going to be up and on with, with you know, we're here on out 20 and 19 and of course we're going to bring the funk and the beats what's the deal fuse yep 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 um like you said 2018 was a, a lot that happened uh, i moved i'm still in the southern maryland area but i moved moving is always a pain in the ass no yeah. matter what so there was that part. That part included us having delayed new shows no because doubt. um the place i'd moved into did not tell us that um there weren't there yet so when people saw some stuff erratically including me having to get a hot spot it was because one was able to do things regular um ended up getting a new nine to five which um i'm actually extremely happy about yes yes and stuff right now um didn't necessarily like the way transitions had to go but i'm happy it did um a lot of stuff happened with us in regards to how we look at things yeah you know, not like on some like big, you know, play the dramatic score or whatever thing, but you, you know, you just saw certain stuff like, um, I think I understand way more now when people say you grow out of certain things yeah, and mentalities and actions and, um, stuff like that. And sometimes people, That's right. and, um, a part of that definitely happened in 2018 and not in a bitter way, like, you know, well, fuck these motherfuckers or whatever. What to tell you? Well, you know what, man, if this ain't popping, it ain't popping. If it ends up happening cool if not you know 
new day comes, life moves forward, you gotta appreciate those. No doubt. Highly who are in your life and who generally give a shit about you, whether they can get something from you or not. You know what I'm saying? In regard to like physical things and um mm-hmm. other types of joints. So, I mean, overall it was a hectic year, but um it was a good year, I think overall i mean we got more opportunity to do stuff than you know no beforehand um including you know i know with myself the jupiter saloon project with post of our podcast and shouts out to them um that's um episodes making rotations getting um good um reviews and i'm glad to have been a small part of that with a great um creative team over in san diego um no us doing doubt. our regular round of events um the private thing blew up, which is, I mean, I'm happy it has. Cause, I mean, I think we're both talented as shit. I'm just going to, like, say it. I mean, if you don't brag on yourself, who, who's going to do it? You know what I mean? As DJs or whatever. I mean, you know, all seriousness, like, certain things happen that just really made me look at stuff. And it's going to get translated into um, what we're going to get into commentary-wise um, in a second. Because, again, um, 2019 got um, super lively real quick in regard to, you know what I'm not fucking dealing with? Mm-hmm. This <laughs> um, type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I am um, definitely glad to be around here doing things. I'm definitely glad, you know, to still have great family, great friends, including the Black Hawk. You know, again, this is one of my best friends around you know what i'm saying like i'm one of those people like i think people take the terminology of friend very lightly and it's not good to do that but when you actually have people who have your back have your back um i think most of us maybe barely get five or ten of those people in our lives maybe including who the hell you end up marrying or whatever or if that's your thing and um what have you so you know um things like that got reinforced more as appreciation type of thing and I think sometimes people look at the entire I don't chase after people thing as an arrogant thing. No and from some people it is. And then sometimes just they're like, look, man, um, I've done my part. I ain't been shitty. What am I supposed to do? If this is going to happen, it's going to happen. If not, you know, again, I still got to move on yeah. and not get no unnecessary stress. So I think some of that got reinforced as well. But um, it's all good. Um, shout out to all, you know dope folks in general i mean we do yep, have yep. um some quality people who surround us as friends family acquaintances business folk um and more and i think one of the things we got to appreciate when we get older too is um sometimes these things come from angles and people you don't expect for it to mm-hmm. on the surface mm-hmm. you know because um, if i got to be very plain the old hip-hop community i function with um, over 20 years, most of those cats ain't the ones who support us. Yeah, on a real level. I'm not talking about, oh, you know, they ain't hook us up with gigs and stuff, even though that does happen too. I'm talking about, like, just the basic say hey and see how people are doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't undercut people or, or act crazy or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, if I gotta be keep it super buck, half the speaking and talk things people have been able to do have not been through that with that community. No, no. And whatnot. And that's not to shit on people because there's obviously people who are cool and do things, but I just think it's one of those things where it comes down to opening one's eyes and heart to who's just on point, period. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so that's about it in that regard. Um, I'm going to do some quick touch story, touch basis. I think there's going to be one or two that's going to take up, um, 
a chunk of our time from when we've been talking offline over the past day or two. Um, let's see here. Um, I talked about government shutdown because we live in the D.C. metro area, but it's affecting the entire United States. Um, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say about it. Like, if you want to talk about this is what happens when you throw a tantrum and you don't know the effects of it until you throw the tantrum, but you're too proud to admit that you were stupid. This is that case. No doubt. You know what I mean? Like, y'all, y'all have heard how we talk about Trump. It's not even that that deep to get into it. It's just one of those things. Where I'm just there, like, yo, this is what makes you know that at least him as a politician, and maybe some other people in the past, are truly pulled and controlled by other folks. Like, they just got to kind of play a role. He thought he was playing a tough guy role, but he was playing a dummy role. And when people talk about shutdowns, I think some folks are like, oh, it's just the government, who cares? It's like almost a million people ain't working right now, or they ain't getting no checks. That's a lot of people. And while these might not be people you're related to or doing whatever else, and if you don't want to have sympathy for them as just being regular working people like yourselves who want to do other things, um, that means that's money that they ain't spending on various things that make the world go round. So you got like a lot of businesses who are messed up. You got a lot of um what they call that? You got a lot of um public works places that aren't popping off right now. Like um when I just mentioned um us doing stuff at the National Portrait Gallery, that's part of the Smithsonian. Yeah. So we were literally there like the day before their money ran out. And um shut down. Actually I went there on my birthday and then at the day afterward to do the um, photo shoot. And um what have you. So we talk about stuff like that, national parks and everything. That means people ain't there. And, you know, some of that's getting, like, wild, messy. Mm. Um, for folks who are like, I'm waiting for that tax refund, guess what? That ain't happening as long as there's a government shutdown. Mm. And I know some people get by with that type of deal. Mm. Um, folks who get um, various um, services like um, SNAP, welfare, um, food stamps and stuff, mm. either that's going to be severely reduced or you're going to get nothing. Mm. Kids who get reduced lunches to free lunches, if the states aren't trying to cover that, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot that goes on besides, oh, well, you know, fuck the government. Because guess who's getting paid? President's getting paid. VP's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Congress is getting paid. Mm-hmm. So I expect within maybe like the next two weeks is going to probably wrap up just so people don't look too embarrassed, but who knows? But, um,. I don't know, man. Like, only thing people got to get together. The only thing I'm going to say briefly about it is that I'm for border um, patrol and security. I don't, I just do not believe, I mean, I'm for people getting opportunities in America. I just do not believe, um, at, well, let's put it like this. I believe that the majority of people that come through that exit and become through most, excuse me, majority of people that come through most entrances into America, do not like American black people, so that whether it's they're on foot, boat, or air, so, you know, and and, and because that is an, an angle for things to have an effect or be to, or for drugs and for people that will have an effect on America, I just think that, but I think the way he's going about it, you know, you know, because he could end up affecting, the, you know, some of the poor whites or poor people that, that voted for him. So I think for that reason, I don't want it to go down many longer because, you know, you know um, just for the you know, middle class or lower income people that could affect. 
But, you know, like I said, the, it, I think that border security is long overdue. But, you know, certain ways of going about it just have to be, I think, uh, um, implemented in a certain way. That's all. Um, I think even folks who agree, and I'm going to put it like this. Your boy is being a dumbass going about it. Well, pure, I mean, I mean, pure and simple, because I think people can get into an entire, you know, well, this border, that border, whatever. I'm just there like, hey, man, like, um, building a giant-ass wall ain't gonna do shit. You know what I mean? Like, if people really want to get to it, there's a bunch of other ways of getting stuff done. I think half of this thing for Homeboy is just pride, because he kept talking about a wall, and now he has his constituents talking about, well, where the fuck is the wall after two years? And there ain't no damn wall. So he thought he was gonna grandstand. And be whatever, whatever. Well, I mean, also, it's and not going to be things. just walls. It's going to be an infrastructure around it, like, hmm. you know, but, the electronics and, and people on the ground. So. Well, I mean, but that, that's the, but the, the thing he's having the tantrum about is the wall. Because mm. my thing is, even if you are totally down for that, regardless of whatever political affiliation you have, mm. it's like, he ain't the one talking about, we need more guards, we need, you know, I don't know, drones, checking more visas, that type of thing. Because at least that sounds like a plan. What annoys me with him, because, I mean, the system's already been screwed forever in a day. Yeah. Well, I always say what annoys, I don't even say annoys. What gets me with him and the people who prop him up is the aspect of you're not trying to even tell these lies in a particular way. You know what I mean? You're not even trying to do things that you're telling your own people who some of whom are supporting you because of these things, whether we believe they're fools or not, to do stuff. Like, this type of thing, if you really wanted to strategize, it would have been done. It, it was going to be done on a certain level. But this here is just one of those things that screws up your cause, and I think, quite frankly, might be the first thing, and we were talking about this earlier, um, what might mess with him becoming president again which I personally don't mind, but I mean, this might be the first thing that attacks folks because they went about things dumb. I mean, so, I mean, and like I said, I don't really want to get too much deeper yeah, into that because people sad. have their own take on, on board. But the bottom line, there needs to be border security. You know, any, anybody anybody black who doesn't understand that, then there's some things that they don't understand, that they need to understand some more. And um, it's just, you know, how things are coming about. And, um, you know, just the blacks who are living on those border areas, how they're affected by that influx and inflow of people. And um, I do believe, the, I think the, the wall or fence will slow people down because it just won't be that and be unmanned. There'll be manned people there to be able to tear gas or shoot if they need to. And I think that, you know, that's something to slow down. And also, one reason we'll slow down is that they, 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 they've been known to dig tunnels, dig tunnels underground. So, so what's going to happen is that even if they do build a fence, and border border patrol people and security people should be aware of this, is that they'll dig tunnels underground to go under the fence, and then to come up like they have been doing all already, to avoid uh, mm -hmm. prosecution being stopped and to be a. Cause they found tunnels on the Mexico side that led into uh, California and Texas, so they had to stop them tunnels and the new tunnels that would be built if they're going to do a wall. But there would be more than the wall. It just had to be men on the ground to help to be able to deal with that. Or military to be able to stop the influx. But anyway, that's too much talking on that one. So, But mm. well, hopefully everything will, will come out for the better for the workers who are not getting paid now. 
and for um, uh, border security and um, you know anybody who's involved in that. And um, yeah, they need to get straight for folks at large because guess who else is not getting paid right now? Those same people. No, border control ain't getting no ain't getting no money. TSA right now ain't getting no money. So if that is your thing, mm-hmm. people. Get, well, it's always a bigger picture thing to me. It's like if that is your thing and your cause. Mm-hmm. That's not a good way of going about it. And okay. Ultimately, for me, I look at it as a worker thing. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, a bunch of people, regardless of their political status, you know, unless you're like super rich, mm-hmm. you miss about two, three checks, you have problems. Yeah, and most of the time, AT&T, your landlord, mortgage, etc., ain't caring about why you ain't got no money. No they doubt. just know you ain't got no money. So hopefully it'll be good. So hopefully it'll be straight. Yes, so, yeah, anyway. I just want to get into that part. So, um, I only harped on that because I used to be working the government adjacent gig. So, yeah, it's not cute when these things go down. Yeah. But, um, anyway, um, next up, shout out to Booty Collins. He's still doing okay and everything health wise before I read this story, but he's going to end up stopping to do live shows for the sake of inner ear issues and um, wrist issues. He's going to be able to recording and stuff like that, but he's like, I don't want to go deaf or nothing. Yeah. And he's been performing forever in a day. So, you know, I'm glad he's looking out for himself. I'm glad, you know, he's still going to be recording on his own solo biz. And um, he says he's going to be helping um, mentor a bunch of people and, uh, yeah. and doing studio joints. So that's definitely on point. He was playing bass with James Brown before he was playing with um, 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 uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Because mm-hmm. so J- George Clinton is not the creator of the funk. He mm-hmm. is a uh, modifier of it. Um, James was doing it before him. And Bootsy was playing with... J- um, James before he was playing P- Boosie was playing as a teenager yeah. with James before he played with um, Parliament in them so you know so you know the, the funk go is older than P-Funk and you know or older than groups who used it in their title mm-hmm. so um, you know and that's you know I mean he's been doing it for quite some time and um, I'm glad that he's still doing it I'm glad he's, you know, being open about his situation. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he was playing as a teenager with the JBs and James Brown band. Mm-hmm. Then it was part of fucking Delic. Mm-hmm. Then solo career, which is still going on right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for some cats of my generation, you might be there like, who's this crazy looking dude on D-Light's Groove is in the heart joint? He mm-hmm. was the cat who played the bass line on that. Mm-hmm. Still, to me, one of the best dance tracks of, of, the, of the 90s, and, and, and personally. And that bass line actually was a Herbie Hancock bass line, a jazz bass line that a, that a funk dude was playing. Because mm-hmm. I had heard the original bass line from this, some dude that said, yo, check this jazz album out. It was a Herbie Hancock, then I heard the, ba- the, the, the light bass line. I said, okay, he's playing, he's playing the jazz stuff. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know most, most stuff comes out of, you know, the blues, gospel, and jazz anyway, so. No doubt, no doubt. Most of the stuff um, we hear, period, comes from that. No doubt, no doubt. I'm going to do one two, one or two quick more jump-ons, and I'm going to get into one of the bigger, I'm sure, talking point things of um, today. Um, this upcoming week, 1.4 million Florida ex-felons should have their voting rights restored. No doubt. Um, one of the reasons why I harp on voting personally is not because I think it's going to change everything. It never has changed everything on its own. But it is a tool, particularly on a local level. This is a perfect example of that. You know what I mean? Which, for Florida, that's one of those things. I'm like, Jesus Christ, y'all had some sense this time around with your voting cycle. Um, 
Well, this is going to be one of the largest enfranchisements of U.S. citizens of the past century in terms of people being able to get their voting rights restored and ready to go. Now, of course, there's some assholes down in Florida who are still trying to, you know, be cute about it. But it looks like everything is going to be flowing and functioning on Monday. So um, it's going to definitely be interesting to see who takes advantage of this and um, how things are going to shift. Because let's be honest, um, even some people who call themselves quote-unquote American conservatives, they hit jail, they kind of change their shit a little bit afterwards. Or prison and prison systems, you know, besides, you know, people of color who've been in the, the, the system and whatnot. So I would be curious to see how their votes go on and lean. Because it could go in any direction, you know what I mean? People are going to have their beliefs and stuff. But um, I think it's good that this is happening. And I mean, I'm one of those people, I'm like, hey, man, you served your time and you want to have people get back into citizenry um, once you make it, you know, as equal balance as they can to get some gigs and you should be able to do basic citizenship like vote. So I'm glad to see that I'm going ahead and jumping off. Um, Pete Rock is supposed to release an album of unreleased beats from the 90s. Um, personally, that's, I'll be honest, for me, that's the period I like the most Pete Rock, like right up the Soul Survivor era. Then I feel different ways depending on the releases and whatnot. So I'm curious to hear how these, um, beats are. Um, because sometimes you see these unreleased joints and they are actually really good beats and maybe it was a clearance thing back in the day or an yeah. artist wasn't supposed to use and they didn't or whatnot. Or people were holding on to it and they just never had to come out. Mm. And then, you know, sometimes they're like, yeah, these aren't bad, but these are just kind of like almost easy money grabs. Um, I remember I liked the Peach Mental series back when, so I'm curious to see how this goes. Now, big shout out to Pete Rock. I saw him at um, Summer Stage in um, New York this summer. A little disappointed he didn't do no vocals. Mm-hmm. He had a band with him and he didn't do no vocals. I was a little disappointed. But the band was cool and, um, you know, his DJing was cool. But, you know, Pete was also on MC. No so doubt. I kind of expected that, you know, from the you know from the Bronx native. But big up to him and, um, and uh, all people that feel that type of hip-hop. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I'm sure for my um, boom bap head nod cast, you're going to hear something that you did. No doubt. And um, I also see he's going to do an um, album with um, Sky Zoo in the upcoming year, which I actually think, if you get remotely classic Pete Rock, mm-hmm. it's going to fit um, Sky Zoo's MC style really fucking well. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see um, how that joint goes. And that's also kind of a nice mix of generational cats. Mm-hmm. Um, doing their thing in that, you know, New York hip-hop boom-bap style, which, when done right, is still a lovely thing to hear. And what have you to me. Um, let's see here. Um, I'll talk about this other story another time, actually. Um, yeah, let's get into the real big um, internet slash social media um, story of the week which is the um, Surviving R. Kelly documentary um, that has been broken down to six parts on Lifetime. It just wrapped up um, yesterday and whatnot. I saw the first two parts. And um, this is um, a project done by Dream Hampton. Y'all seen a lot of her writing and um, other types of stuff. So there's a documentary project that she's a part of. And for me... um, I'm going to go ahead and put it like this. When it comes to certain topics, 
you get to seeing a lot of how people are and where they really stand. And some people are standing in some nuclear ass waste in regard to what type of trash they are. And I'm saying this because first and foremost to me, we shouldn't have needed to have no damn documentary to know that R. Kelly is a fucking pedo. I said it, fight me, complain, I don't care. He's a pedo. It should have been known from that from the gate when he um had that um documentation forged mm-hmm. to marry Aaliyah. No that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Then you had more cases and more things that were settled. Then you know you had the case around the early two thousands, and the, you know you've had stories coming out last year about this dude. No so we shouldn't have need to have a documentary for people who are my age and above. I also had to remember that there are people right now who are just touching 20 who were born when the first rounds of this nigga is funny was happening. So they don't know certain things. So you know what? For people who are complaining, why is there a documentary? That's part of the reason why. You know? He's a pedo negro. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Pedo negro. Like like straight up. And we know that there are people (laughs) who have done all kinds of art who've had some shitey shit going on. You know what I mean? This is nothing new. This is something that I think we all deal with and battle with in regards to liking certain things. We do music. You think that everybody who does music is clean? No. But there are different levels of dirt. You know what I mean? There's compost, there's styrofoam, there's nuclear waste, there's other stuff in between. Um, With an individual to me like R. Kelly, what... I think there's always an argument in between separating the artist from the art, right? And, you know, sometimes we lean a little bit in different directions when somebody is our favorite, when they're our fave. R. Kelly's history, accusations, and more damn near tie in directly to his art. So when you're hearing all of these sex songs from... 12 play, the stuff he's written for certain people, 80 another but number, more, more, more. What you got going on to the fact that this nigga called himself the Pied Piper of R&B. Y'all know what the Pied Piper is? This cat played an instrument to lead children away. <laughs> nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know what else I can tell you in regards to that. Um, You want to bop to his music? I think people should just say so. I don't want to not stop stepping in the name of love. I want to smash people to whatever, whatever, whatever. That is your choice. That being said, it is other people's choice to be there like, fuck that dude. I don't got to support shit. I don't got to play shit. I don't got to act like this dude is somebody I need to protect. Because when you get into the portions of this stuff, we have a big issue, I think, on multiple levels of the community as an American community, as a black community, as a hip-hop community, as an entertainment community, with fully confronting the damage that happens in regards to undue sexual interactions, in regards to assault, harassment, and more. You know what I mean? And ignoring it ain't going to change shit. It ain't going to help out shit. And I knew I was going to see some ancient stuff on the internet when the joint dropped. I knew it, but I still somehow always get surprised 
at the level people will go to protect the ancient dude like R. Kelly and ignore or talk bad about people who are actually worth shit. I'm like, if y'all had half of this passion towards actual good brothers, our shit might be different. You know what I mean? Like, you're putting on a cape for a dude who don't give a fuck about you. Who, you know, all of a sudden everybody don't know what Google is when certain shit happens. You can Google the decades, literal decades, of journalistic research from folks like Jim, um, Dimitri, Tangness, and more. Which actually, um, he had a joint in the Village Voice that linked to the actual court cases that R. Kelly settled. You want to fuck up your day? Read those papers. Word is bond. No joke. Read those fucking papers. <laughs> and just see the shit that this dude did and just settled and, and paid people off. And went about his business. Because he knew that nobody really treasures black children, much less black girls. No doubt. He knew that. And the second that case happened around early 2000s, mm-hmm. where they had the tape and shit, and, you know, he got acquitted, mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing about that documentary that will make you piss. Because there was, like, some one white bat to talk about, I, he ain't like how the girls were, were acting and portraying themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why he voted for whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just there like, wow, you had a nerd to put your, your ass on TV saying, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Like... Talking about shit that occurs doesn't paint a brush on everybody. We have folks who act like that. And when I see people who don't just do that, but they do the entire, well, that was so-and-so years ago, they should get over it. Well, those girls were fast. You know what? I'm, I'm going to ask you this, okay? Because you, you are the male in here. What is it about a fast teenager that supposedly make a grown man not be able to control this debt. <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna answer. A, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna answer that question. You know, with within the, the explanation I'm gonna give about R. Kelly in general. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, I was glad that. This, the information came out. I wasn't glad that the occurrences took place. But I was glad the information came out because it let me know that I had a natural sense perception on certain things that I didn't know, I wasn't aware of until I got older. And then I tried to apply that and just I was learning different things. Cause from day one, I had a bad feeling about R. Kelly. When he was R. Kelly in public announcement, I had a bad feeling. When he, was by, when he left them jokers, I still had a bad feeling about him. And and so when this information came out, I felt validated that I didn't have any hate in my heart. I had a sense perception on dirt bags, and that's all that that was. And that um, you know, I heard a comedian say in on on YouTube that um, you know, well you know, it, you know, it, you know, we all got something that some of we waiting on. No, we don't all got something. That we like looking over our shoulder and if somebody might call, well, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say the comedian's name, but he's funny and he's popular. And I'm like, no, we don't. Now he was like, yeah, you know, we. we <laughs> I was like, bro, we in, we on two different wavelengths, two different universes. Cause ain't nobody gonna call me about what I did to their children or what I did to them. Don't nobody gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, especially about an action took. 
not reading in between the lines or nothing, but what actually took place, nobody's going to do that. But, but, but going back to what she said, um, at the end of the day, you know, you know, he, you know, there's something wrong with the people that make those accusations. Like, I felt something was wrong with R. Kelly before I, did, I, mean, I realized that, and, and, you know, and, and, and then hearing things and doing more research, and I realized that, you know, this is a dirtbag individual. So, dirtbag individuals usually give excuses about what victims should, should and should not have done, as opposed to what they should not and should not have done. So, it's, you know, so basically, it's not a vic. It's not on the victims. It's on for it's on for the, the perpetrators and the predators to repent and be you know uh, uh, be their higher selves and you know divorce themselves from such actions, such thoughts and emotions. You know, it's never going to be on child victims on why you know on them turning on predators. If predators are turned on by just you know on, on by children, so you know. He doesn't get that pass, and there's no pass for anybody that's justified in doing it on that level. Now, I was talking with the other day, and I remember back in the, when I was younger, one of my homeboys had made mention. I had thought about, I hadn't. It's funny, I've been thinking about stuff from when I was a kid a little bit more lately. My homebro and remind me, one of my homeboys had said about some girl when he was young putting, you know, touching him, you know, in the in the growing area, peanut, you know. You know, she tried to, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know, she you know, tried to play with the, uh, uh, um, tried to play with the ding ding. You know, what I'm saying that, you know, when he was a little kid, kid, and um, and uh, what was interesting is that, and I laughed at it then, and I laughed when I thought about it recently. Is because I remember him getting amusement. And having a sense of pride about that. So men, the man's situation will be a little bit different than the woman's situation. Because I just remember that and I laughed at it and I was thinking like, you know, you know, we're not seeing everything yet. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, she talked to me, you know, he, he had a form of like, like, like laughter and joy from the fact that, you know, he was being touched by, a, you know, a grown up woman that is. It was a woman. And I think it's because it was a woman made it, you know, um, made it easier for him to um, uh, swallow and digest and not necessarily be as traumatized from it because he was, you know, he, it was, you know, uh, you know, I think little boys, heterosexual boys have that drive to view women and older women as being like, you know, almost, you know, a, 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 a source of you know, passion or, or, you know, that type of, you know, emotion and love energy. So it happening would be viewed as a sense of pride or a sense of accomplishment, you know. And uh, so but I just said that to say that, you know, some men view it that way. And so therefore, there will be very few men who will come forward about being touched by a woman. And um, I think this is actually a thing when we talk about all of this that needs to get, get, get into, right? Mm. Like, um, I look at this story and we could definitely get into, you know, the stuff that this man had done for a, a, quite some time, but we also got to look at the aspect of that didn't come from nowhere. You know, R. Kelly himself was abused. Um, his other various family members were abused. They had, um, 
one of his brothers who's in jail was talking about that shit and um some other things so you know r kelly was abused by men and women so we gotta look at the aspect on some level there's a hurt people hurt people type of thing and this happens more often than i think people would like to admit yeah. you know what i'm saying because as a child you inherently know certain stuff ain't supposed to be popping off mm-hmm. and you know this is wrong you know whether you know somebody hits you does some you know undo sexual shit with you mm-hmm. or whatever whatever especially you know when you have adults acting funny style about the shit with you know you're gonna feel that and be like you know you know you should be doing some shit mm-hmm. And, you know, you're doing some shit to me and probably threatening me about, you know, don't do, you know, don't tell nobody and all that type of stuff. So we're barely at the stage right now in 2019 where you got grown people who are finally talking about this type of thing happening. Mm-hmm. And it's not being good and not being ashamed of being like, yes, I can get help by a therapy, mm-hmm. spirituality or whatever else you want to go through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In conjunction with that. Mm-hmm. So when you come into things like men talking about it it's still them real like remember about like a year or two ago we talked about um the joke of africa bambata yeah and, and those grown men we're talking about like grown-ass men who are like you know they be like my mom's like younger brother type of age you know breaking down talking about you know the shit that cat did yeah. and it all has an effect and it affects relationships later on in terms of like regular interactions romantic interactions and more and when you have people who don't want to even broach that, and it just bugs me out because I know part of it is trauma. It's hard to confront this shit. It's hard. I can say from, you know, some it's that happened to me. It was hard as fuck to confront that shit. But I had to so I could be able to not be defined by it, to not be stuck in that mode on multiple levels. You know what I mean? And you sit through this stuff, and yeah, I see some people are like pushing back so hard because that means they had to confront some shit that happened to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not an immediate awareness. Sometimes you push that shit away, the next thing you know it comes up in your brain later on and whatnot. Um, and then you just have some people who honestly just aren't shit. <laughs> like, we were talking about this before we got to the studio. I'm just there like, it still blows me how people will be you know strong and wrong you know loud and proud about you know being on some fuck shit or some fuck shit that happened back in the day you know what i mean and they'll try to find other excuses like well you know maybe your mom you maybe your mom or daddy were that way or whatever 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 (laughs) and i'm just like like, yo bro i literally saw some people typing this shit and i'm just here like again i'm 40 years old i shouldn't be amazed by certain things with people but i'm like that's your fucking deflection? Is that nigga's music that good to you? <laughs> or are you really, you know, hiding some some guilt with things? Because when you see this, it's like, let's say you want to be on that, like that happened in past generations. That doesn't make it good, though. Yeah. That doesn't make it good, though. That some, you know, old-ass D-boy was around fucking high school grabbing up chicks. Or some some scumbag or whatever were trying to scope out some 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 women, yeah. some young ladies. That shit ain't good. Mm-hmm. You know, people talking about well, oh, now all of a sudden people are, are talking about it. People have been talking about this ever since we've been able to do literature and it's because we've had a fucked up system that fucked up black people mm-hmm. in terms of stereotyping them as hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. And then you know, again, hurt people hurt people, and predators know they can prey on some of the most hurt people. So we have people within our own community, but those outside communities, who do shit. You want to be like people ain't talk about none of this type of shit before until recently, and somehow that's bad. 
Y'all read Toni Morris' The Bluest Eye, dog? Y'all watch the movie The Color Purple or read the book by Alice Walker? You know, have y'all motherfuckers talk about, I'm, you know, I'm a street motherfucker, this, that, and the third, and you talk about Donald Goins and shit? Donald Goins straight up talks about that shit. Mm-hmm. And quite a few of his books, Iceberg Slim straight up talked about that shit in various books and how half of that type of shit led to the fucked up, pimp, you know, quote-unquote, I gotta be pimping mentality or, you know, this relationship thing is a game type of joint. So, you know, don't don't act like this shit is new. I mean, and also, like she said, it's not new in that we're really a molested, you know, culture of molested people. Mm-hmm. Because during, I mean, slavery was, was a form of molestation um, in the United States and really globally. And colonialism in the sense of, you know, Europeans, Arabs, and Mongols taking people's land and, um, you know, taking people's land, resources, and... Um, Destroying the men, the men and males, raping the women, and you know, what a lot of people don't want to, you know, and you know, is that African Americans are, are, are black people in subjection globally, but we're African Americans had to deal with a sexual dynamic involved because, because you know, the women, you know, not only did they want to rape the women and get pleasure from the women, but they wanted to sire children so they could be able to have. You know, so discord amongst them with with their amongst blacks with their uh, offspring. But what's really not talked about is that the men getting raped, and uh, that was a thing, which meant that there was a homosexual component to the um, um, to the uh, subjugation of black people, because once men were getting raped, see, we got to talk about it though, because you know. You know, I think the LGBT community thinks they're going to be able to bully people. And see, what happened to Kevin Hart was a little bit bullying. If the nigga says something 10 years ago and he whatever, and they tilt him, that's bullying him. And see, that's another aspect that we, you know, possibly will go into. But black people come from a molestation culture surrounded by sexual deviants who want to make them be something that they're not or force them to be something that or rape them into something that they weren't, you know, and so, you know, a, 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 a culture of deviance, a culture of molestation, a culture of human sacrifice, of course, of child sacrifice, you know, because, you know, in the sense of, you know, not only did in Florida did they feed because they liked the uh, hides of bull alligators, they would throw black babies, slave babies to alligators to be able to feed them and then be the catch them and reel them in so they could have to hide these bull alligators. So, you know, no Hispanic was treated as bad as black people in America. Oh. So we need to be clear about that and and the aspect of just keeping in mind that we came up in a molestation, America is a molestation culture. You know, they've been molested people, they molested American Indians, uh, Native Americans, and, and they molested black people, not only in the sense of the economic sense, not the resource sense, but physically their bodies, and to molest them to thinking uh, 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 by harassment and, and, and violence into forcing individuals to see the world in a certain way, therefore molesting people's minds through force. And that was something I wanted to definitely get into because when we got to look at certain things on a macro and micro level, we got to get into the systemic part mm-hmm. of this, right? Like, you broke down the older history portion of it, mm-hmm. which 
it's true. You might not like the presentation, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? Both black men and black women were raped, you know, harassed, all other types of shit to be broken down for a particular usage. You know what I mean? And when you have people looking at like, okay, this is what a power dynamic is, a lot of that shit got passed on in various means and ways because you had a lot of other, you know, familiar ways of bonding and stuff that got broken down. So, you know, we've kind of had to build up a bunch of shit. And when you had to build up a bunch of shit after being taken away literally from your older ways of being, you're going to have problems and issues, right? So for looking at these particular scenarios, I bring up the thing with this systemically because A, if you aren't looking at your fellow man or woman as being worth a certain thing, people will do a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Or if it's like, well, you just got to sacrifice A, B, C, D, or E, then we all come up. You get a thing. And I mentioned this because one of the things that got me wasn't, you know, the past, you know, accusations, court cases, whatever, whatever. Again, you can read all that shit if you want to. What got me about this particular documentary, what I've noticed has made certain people really telling themselves, is um the individuals who supported all of this happening. Because while on an individual basis... It should even be a debate. That man is troubled at the very least and is a piece of shit. He can be both. You can be a talented, troubled piece of shit. Let's stop acting like this does not happen with various folks, okay? Some of our fave artists and other people aren't great overall. Let's get past that, all right? Let's not deify everybody to the point of being dumb. That being said, when you watch this documentary... And I mean, this is the thing that I think that you know, but it's like, I think more reinforced because of the immediacy of that particular medium of telling a story. When you have people who are up in this piece talking about, you know, yeah, well, I was the one who, you know, forged a marriage certificate between um, R. Kelly and Aaliyah age-wise. When you have people talking about, yeah, there were girls everywhere and you were part of the tour. Like, nigga, you were bringing, you were bringing those girls in. You know what I'm saying? When you have people talking about, you know, these cats were always around the school and all of that. When you have parents, especially when more accusations and information came out, who were leaving their children mm. with that deviant nigga. Mm. Because, oh, there might be a career going off one day. Mm. Oh, this might help people out in the family. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can, 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 can catch these bullets, man. <laughs> because when we look at a lot of things, like how people talk about politics and stuff right now, Trump ain't a genius. He ain't like the, the grand poobah. There's people who support him. Everybody who done deviant shit had people who support him. And R. Kelly, Joy, I think this hurts more because it's like fellow black men and black women who did it. You know what I mean? Like in the in the heat of the moment, we're still just there like, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I'm gonna just turn away. You know, or it can't be that bad for and um, when you look at some of these things, like the you know early two thousands case, you know you had people who were getting paid off. Um, I think um homegirl who was sing back in the day, Sparkle, like her niece got caught up in some of that shit, mm-hmm. and she was talking about, you know, one day relatives was, was playing instruments at R. Kelly's band. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you play instruments in the band instead of beating the brakes off that nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. There are people who talk a good game about certain things. I think this is something that's personal with me. <laughs> but um, 
I don't like when people talk all this game about, you know, I'm the toughest, roughest, blackest, whatever, whatever, whatever. Something happened to your family, you ain't protecting them. Especially a child. This shit happened to children, yo. To children. And it's just still one of those, well, this, this check could just make it go away. This gig can make it go away. Mm-hmm. You know? Or worse, you see some of the callousness people have, like, well, it ain't gonna happen to my kid. You know? Like, ugh. Like, even a joint... And I don't want to be mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure Aaliyah's parents probably have been feeling terrible for years. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I really, really don't want to be mean, because I can't imagine that the shit they asses are going through. But you got to think that during that time frame, y'all went around here 24-7. Mm. You know, one of your uncles was a big music person. Y'all knew things. Mm. And... It was still able to go down. You know what I mean? You had a bunch of people who, when you see all these side things later on, not just through this document, but everything, yeah. when they talk about why they're being like super protective of her. Mm-hmm. Like, even Dame Dash, like, uh, we were talking about this earlier. I'm like, I'm not the craziest about Dame Dash. But there was an interview with him relatively recently. We were talking about some stuff and how he was just straight up like, fuck that nigga. I ain't about that dude. No. When you had people who've done their share of dirt, and they were just there like, yo, that level was the line. I ain't ever allowing a certain thing to try to go down if it's up to me. That, that's some deep business. You know what I'm saying? And yes, I think it is a big thing. I heard people hurt people and all that type of stuff. But when you get right down to it, a damaged community can hurt individuals all the time. man. And I think we got to really get into the aspect of what is community. Because when I see people caping for a nigga like that dude, and just trying to be like it all must be false or all must be whatever whatever it's like it all ain't that way yo so what are we gonna do about it sell yeah. out postures I you know mean, what i mean it, you you, it, you, it, you talk about wanting to do some shit what are you gonna do about it i mean because that, that, i mean because once individuals have no value in themselves and therefore no value in their own offspring or or what they're in charge of or in care of you know, it's like it's easy to pimp it out. You know, um, those type of black folks. I want to be clear about that. Mm-hmm. I have. I said, we eat, sleep, breathe air, desire attention and love. Outside of that, we have nothing in common. Because to take those sell out postures and. Um, and to, you know, pimp out your own kids or your nieces or nephews, you know, just to have anything to do with it. I have nothing in common with human beings or black people who are like that. Because I ain't nothing like that. It's not mm-hmm. about having the necessary individuals be perfect. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. You know, the point is, is that, you know, I don't generate those types of emotions or thoughts. And God knows that the people who listen to people electronically and my family know that I ain't like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I can only speak for the individuals that are that are like me and of my elk and you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, my type of form and structure. And um, you know, there's, there's people walking around that have no souls and that they, they have no value of anything. And mm-hmm. and they're who are able to get through to people in a way that people who have souls 
aren't able to get through to people. You know, and so, um, you know, that's the thing about, mm -hmm. well, maybe people, good people have to be more aggressive. And um, because to kind of maybe stave off or block, you know, the uh, predators and carnivores that are out there who, um, who, who, who can't extinguish and are never famished from what they do. And um, I think that is part of the thing. I think that ultimately was the most disappointing thing. Mm -hmm. When I saw how some people talked about stuff and um, did other things. Mm -hmm. Like to me, I'm like, no shit, this is above, you know, an R. Kelly situation. No shit. You know, I've been involved in multiple industries. I've been in the world. Yes, there are plenty of deviant ass motherfuckers. But let me tell you one thing. We're talking at right now about this deviant cat and those cats who surround it. And I maybe it's hitting some people close to home because this is my generation of cat and older. Mm -hmm. And some of those cats might be feeling away because you can only spin your way out of certain shit so far. Mm -hmm. Because when I watched that document, I saw somebody. So I'm like, some of y'all are being very performative. <laughs> you know, everybody wasn't you know that naive or that stupid or that young. You know, like, when you see some of these, like, younger girls who are, like, um, supposed to do background shit back in the day, I'm like, they were around the same fucking age. I'm not gonna really blame them for some shit that they weren't able to stop or whatever. But all these grown-ass men and women, these labels, mm -hmm. the media infrastructure around at the time, mm -hmm. you know, and again, s s some of these parental folks, cause I mean, hey, man, everybody ain't gonna do... There's a difference between not being perfect and just being fucked up. Mm -hmm. Some of these folks sold those girls, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Again, everybody can get it, because this wouldn't have gone so far for so many fucking years mm -hmm. if there wasn't an infrastructure supporting that dude, and quite frankly, if anybody actually gave a fuck about black kids. If anybody gave a fuck about black kids. Just a little more, you know what I'm saying? And quite frankly, if that dude had any friends. Because I'm like, after all this time, ain't nobody, you know, drag that motherfucker somewhere and be like, look, dog, you need help. You want to have sex with somebody younger? Cool. Why can't you do it legal? Why can't you do that? And I mean, that's why have these newer cases are coming now, because supposedly he's grooming them to the point of paperwork legality. And then still being a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So when I see people protesting so hard about... And this is, that, this is one case, because I know when um, the young fellow who died a few um, months ago, um, Nation from um, Miami, like, I wish I pulled up that thread actually today. But um, I remember being here like, yo, it's sad that that dude died in the drive-by. He was young, he had a chance to get other stuff. He's obviously hit a certain generation of people with the music that he did and some of the shit he talked about. This dude also had a rep for beating on women. That shit's bad too. I said that. What about my business? Ain't cursed the boy out. I had over 300 fucking comments on my page and people were arguing back and forth doing all this shit. I'm just here like, dog, so apparently I'm mad and I'm selling because I'm like beating on women is wrong? <laughs> is this the level of shit we're at right now? And apparently this R. Kelly shit, some people have always been that way. You know what I mean? Like, I love and hate social media because it shows the multiple facets of humanity. Yep. You know what I mean? It shows the people that are there like, okay, that's why you're in my corner. 
that's why we hang out. That's why I can recommend you for business shit and not feel funny style. All of that. And then some people, I'm just here like, yo, we were never supposed to do shit in the first place. Or God, I'm glad I got over that crush. <laughs> Whatever else happened. Because, yo, man, some brothers out here, man, some are fucking disappointment. Word is bond. And some of these motherfuckers got, got families. That's right. You know what I'm saying? They 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 done procreated. They they with abroad and everything. That's right. And people over here talking about, well, you know, girls shouldn't have been fast. What if that happened to your daughter though? Besides the fact it's fucked up that you need to have a fucking child to recognize that, hmm, black girls and women have a fucking value. You know, why does it have to be that level? Or for people who talk about, well, y'all don't talk about black boys. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's fucking talk about it. Yeah. I've always said that sexual abuse of any sort on anybody is fucking wrong. Yeah. Let's talk about it because if y'all want to really get into that shit, you can talk about y'all boy R. Kelly and get into that. But I don't see y'all doing that. There's a thing with a lot of people who think that their version of a black community or a black nation just being able to say fucked up shit, the majority population does. And that shit ain't gonna help, but that includes the sexual harassment shit, you know what I mean? That includes the sexual abuse shit. If you can curse out the Catholic Church, you should be able to curse this shit out. Point blank. I can dig it. You know what I mean? Because if we want to really keep it buck, a lot of people I don't think want to have a hip-hop generation Me Too thing go on. Because there's gonna be a lot of cats that are gonna have not just question their own behaviors, but the behaviors of shit they didn't try to block if they were that type of individual. Now, you can't stop everything. I'm not expecting people to be Superman or Superwoman. But some of this type of shit, though, man, like, we shouldn't be having arguments or debates about nobody should fuck no kids. In in the year, you know, somebody's lower 2019. We shouldn't be having this conversation. But this type of stuff is there. For people who are just there, like, what, y'all talking a whole bunch of stuff now? Some people weren't around beforehand. Some people are just getting hit with the immediacy of it. We don't gotta support everybody. Like, we have a toxic thing going on where folks think that you're supposed to always surround the wagons around people. You know what I mean? Like, if you're sick and you have a tumor, people want to try to cut that shit out, right? It could be benign, but, it, you know, and maybe not make you completely sick, but it could be annoying. People want to cut that shit out. If it gets cancerous, you want to cut that shit out. Why, why are people so determined to protect cancer? A, a pedo is a fucking cancer. You know what I'm saying? Especially unrepentant. That's right. Like, I would see a smidgen of this argument because there's people who've done some horrible things at certain parts of their lives and they end up flipping it around. Mm -hmm. Some of the people we, we call great right now during a certain period of their lives were, were bugged out. Yeah. But they changed over. That's fine. And then ultimately, whatever deity that you believe in can make that decision at the end of the day anyway. But if you're like, you know what? I was crazy and wrong here mm -hmm. and I'm doing whatever that's a thing and i'll be the first to say what i might say right now is extremely unfair i'll, I'll own that and I'll, I'll take that up to me but a dude like homeboy who had people and had a media structure who've been talking about this is bad and crazy for years he still had to try to get help and i'm i'm not good with that type of shit you know what i mean like um you know i'll i'll semi joke about you know um what's his name um fuck mayweather being rich as fuck and still being barely able to know how to fucking read. Mm. I'm like, you're a multimillionaire, you barely know how to fucking read. Mm. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was something like this, which is obviously deeper. Mm. It's like, yo, like, 
I can't necessarily say I will be the nicest after a minute, but you will at least be like you're trying to change. Mm-hmm. And your example can maybe help others try to change. Mm-hmm. And just not doing that mm-hmm. is gross. I mean, the man is 51. Mm-hmm. 51. Mm-hmm. I have old older cousins right now who are 51 years old. Mm-hmm. And people are still on this type of shit. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I appreciate stuff like this coming out to let people know where things stand and the work that is being done and a lot more of the work that has to be done. So, yeah. <laughs> that, um... That's my main thing with that, man. Like, yeah, yo, yeah, um... Yeah. Please remove some of the trash from y'all's lives. <laughs> that's all I gotta say with some of this yeah, stuff. Like, I mean, that's like kind of the larger thing. It's like, that's, 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 that's the big generality of it all. You know. And please get help if you do have stuff that's going on or thoughts or whatever. If you have if you have an acting on stuff or whatever, if you had things happen to you, there should be no shame with that. You know, definitely try to you know be able to confront that so you can grow and be able to help out others. You know what I mean? There is no shame with whomever has done something to you to um not get um past the point. And this is for women and men because sometimes you got to stress this. You know what I mean? Like, I think on some level, some men, they don't want to admit certain things that happen because there's an entire big machismo thing that our society unfortunately puts on, folks. You were a kid, you couldn't control shit. Okay? Real talk. And, um, it's not going to make your shit worse to confront this so you can be able to, A, raise some of these boys who are out here to be the proper kind of man. And for some of these young ladies who are out here to while embracing themselves also know the type of bullshit to look out for you know what i mean like let's not be there like well that just happened and whatever whatever no yo nah even if you just want to be selfish and be there like i don't want to deal with chicks who are uptight or whatever whatever all the time you know what makes some of these women uptight the bullshit that happened in their life beforehand you know what i mean you know what makes some of these people crazy the crazy shit happened beforehand yo let you know if if you want to have a real nation, you want to have a real community, we got to confront the, the the crazy shit that's that's happened. It's not gonna be easy, but we got to get on it, yo. Word is bond, so. But um, yeah. So, um, that's about a good hour or so. Good hour and nine. Um, let me see here. I think that's about it on my end. Um, complete subject change, just and I ended on fuck rapist and everything, which is true. Fuck rapist, fuck pedos. If that makes you need to fight me, then I don't know what to tell tell your ass. That that should be easy. That should be like the lightest of light work of conversations. Um, if people need something to laugh at, there is um comedians of the world series on Netflix. A bunch of thirty minute standards from comedians literally all over the place. Um, I watched the U.S., U.K., um, South Africa. South Africa has some really funny black folks on there. Mm. And um, some other joints. Um, it's pretty good so far. Um, I've gone through bits and pieces of that during the week, and especially after I watched those first two um, Surviving R. Kelly episodes, I'm like, I can't do this straightforward before I'm just mad at the world. Plus, I had other things um, I had to go on ahead and do. So, um, people want to laugh at that, check it oh, out. Yeah, oh, yeah, we mm-hmm. saw the Aquaman over the other day. Oh yeah, we didn't get to talk about Aquaman. And, um, and I liked it. I liked it. I've heard some people call give it a two out of you know out of out of one out of five, giving it a two or whatever. And I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was a four or five. I mean, 
there can be movies that were better than it that I could give that same rating to, but it was worth seeing. I'm a sci-fi person, so automatically it, it had a foot in with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked what Momoa was doing. I think it was either... Um, it was in the... I guess I saw Homeboy in the um, Wonder Woman and I think the um, last movie that had all the all them together... Justice League. The Justice League joint. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I knew when I saw Homeboy in there and how they were playing it, that that was going to be so, something good. Um, Atlantis, which is what they're basing that off of, was, you know, uh, a land that was in the Atlantic, part of the Caribbean, part of U.S., part of Mexico. Um, there are actually remnants of it west of Cuba. There's like a pyramid, pyramid city underwater. Um, west of Cuba that was found by the University of Toronto I think about 10 years ago um, you know Atlantis had three different destructions and then the very last wiped it out or um, left the remnants that were a part of you know North America um, Atlantis was a black civilization they didn't really show any black people um, and um, Atlantis also was so when they have these underwater beings this is more reference to the underwater beings, like um, like in the movie, like the movie Shape of Water, and um, you know, um, uh, or or legends of underwater beings, some being black, some being amphibious, but um, but no, definitely. Uh, so you know, they they give you a little tidbit, they give you a take on what they want you to whatever, whatever. You know, it, 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 they did give you some correct information that it was it would eventually you know was a. Uh, I think a good, uh, good nature or righteous place that turned bad, and then which or you know, which, so it's either a good nature place that turned bad, or it was a good, it was a good nature place that was punished because they were good, you know, by the evil gods. But you know, either way, it was either it was end up being destroyed or whatever. And, um, but they're taking it from it being underwater and these underwater and Aquaman is a part of that underwater beings. That were able to adapt or whatever, but I liked the story though. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, you know, because most of the catastrophes that happened to, to the uh, to the planet destroyed surface beings. It didn't necessarily affect beings underneath the earth, inner earth, or underwater. So there could be creatures underwater that that go back thousands and millions of years, you know, because they weren't affected as much by the cataclysms that affected the planet. But now, now definitely big shout out to Momoa. I thought he did a good job, and um, DC, and I hope they keep cranking out the good entertainment. Word, word. Um, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew some people who really loved it or really hated it. I'm just there, like, well, I was entertained, so that's all I can really ask for. You know, um, Mo was cool in it. You know what I mean? Um, I like the spin they did with Black Manta's backstory. And whatnot. That was actually cool. You know what I mean? A little over long, but I mean, overall, you know, it was cool. I see why it's making money. You know what I mean? Um, We actually saw it um, at his play. What, what they call that shit? 4DX or some shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they had the. Um, I, I had never heard of it, but I knew it was going to be extra money. Just when I saw the extra little numbers and terms at like 40, I was like, okay, that means more money. But we saw it anyway, and. Um, uh, they had the like the seats and 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 effects of like you moving around and things happening. Mm-hmm. So you, the effects are moving. It's like a it's like almost an amusement park 
Where it's like the, you're moving around with what the, when they're moving around and you have mm-hmm. these funny things hit your neck and the legs and the air throwing at you. Like it's kind of bugged out. I mean, you get your 3D glasses and you think, like, yeah. it'll be regular 3D, you know, you're in these bigger seats and stuff. And I should have known it was something different because you sit down, and like, they had like this little button talking about water on water. I'm like, what the fuck? Talk about water oh, on water oh, off. Yeah. And you hear this stuff and then um, they get DC and then. Next thing you know, well, but when they do the preview stuff, I guess right before they start the movie, it's like, ooh, it's 4DS. You start filling your seat movie, like, what the fuck? And it's just jumbling. It's like, oh, okay, so this is like we on a roller coaster or whatever. <laughs> and I can see how that could be cool for certain things. Um, I think if you are a motion sick type of person, don't pay for them tickets because you're going to be a mess depending on what you go on and see. But um, it made the movie a bit more interesting, you know what I mean? Um... I'm pretty sure they'll probably do that whenever the hell they do, like, I don't know, a, a new Avatar or some shit. But, um, I can see how that could be interesting for certain things, but there's definitely certain movies I ain't paying that money for, <laughs> you know what I mean, for that. Um, but, um, that, that was an interesting introduction, um, yeah, to it. Or at least I'm not doing that in DC, because, um, DC already costs more money, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'll put it like this. Um, if I'm paying for tickets, I gotta really like your ass to pay for some 40X tickets. I, and, or if you got a family, you better really love your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're gonna probably drop a smooth hundy if it's like a family of foe. Yeah, before you get popcorn. So, you know, y'all, y'all go to Walgreens or Dollar Tree or something if y'all gonna do some 40X tickets. And um, sneak, sneak them joints in the backpack or, you know, your booze purse or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, you almost might as well go to the freaking amusement park if you after you pay a certain amount. Maybe like, well, we're just gonna go to Six Flags, shit. <laughs> you know, get on some roller coasters for real, for real. But but anyway, yeah, that was um pretty good. And um, there was one more thing I want to talk about that I saw on Netflix very briefly. But yeah, if people want cop want some um comedy that's like you know some like nice light batches and it's like about four or five per um country. Um, definitely, um, check the, um, joint out I talked about earlier. Oh, um, I watched, um, the rest of Hellraiser Judgment. We tried beforehand during the holiday, and it wasn't there, like, okay, this is gross. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still gross. Um. Yeah, I, after a little bit, whatever. Cause I remember when I was young, I was able to digest that stuff, but, um, um, people that know me and know that I'm an evolving person, I just couldn't. I was like, after about 15, I was like, nope. And it's not even like a bloody, gory growth. It's just, I mean, there's parts that are. It's just gross. I mean, if you can deal with that for a whole reason, you know, you're at home, it's a hype. But I'm not necessarily, I've never necessarily been the hardest of gory people. And, um, I don't know if I told this, but way back when, I don't know if I told this, but way, way back when one of my older cousins, for some godforsaken reason, had took some of us younger folks and saw the first Hellraiser. I remember that fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> Not the pinhead to do, but like the bloody gory shit, you know what I mean? Because you had all that poking, prodding shit come out the little box or whatever and do torturing people. And um, when they watch this joint, it's like, it's not so much of that, but... Uh, I'm not big on what do they call that projectile shit. Mm. So like when you look like somebody's like Erlen or spin or whatever, it's like okay, um, you know what? We're gonna have to fast forward a little bit, mm. <laughs> go from there. But um, that was a movie. 
Um, Adam ruins everything. If people haven't watched it on True TV, that's on Netflix now. That's cool. Um, little mini documentaries on various stuff and um whatnot, and just dispelling um different rumors. And um, let's see here. I never talked about the Good Place on this show. It's actually a really good little sitcom, which I was sleeping on. I think it's on. I think it's like NBC. Um, one of my um best friends had recommended it to me because um she watches it a bit and um it's like ted dancing and some other folks in it um and the storyline essentially you have a bunch of people who are trying to think they're going to go to quote unquote the good place heaven mm. and they just find out a whole lot of crazy shit in between that or they're trying to fight for that because they're like in the current state of purgatory so like um Ted Danson essentially is like the tour guide in terms of, yeah, I'm going to be um, eyeballing y'all and I got to decide if y'all go, you know, to quote unquote the good place or yeah. hell, the bad place or whatever. Because it's a sitcom. Yeah. And um, it's it's cute. Mm-hmm. It's a good, cute little series. And it's like, wow. Because hmm. I don't watch too much live TV at this juncture. Partly it's going my work schedule is. And I don't think not too much may, really makes me sit down and watch it in that way. So um, it's a good joint. Check it out. And I know everybody keeps asking to me about um, Black Mirror over the vacation because they had the um, Bandersnatch movie that's almost like supposed to be like a choose-your-own adventure movie on Netflix. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I hope to talk about it this upcoming week. Um, luckily, I have seen some of y'all on social media not spoil all the alternate things to it, but I've also seen some of y'all talking about yeah, I've I gone through this shit three, four times to see which direction to go into. So I'm like, okay, so that sounds like it'd be something... And um, people have known me to talk about um, Black Mirror already, which um, actually, I still want you to watch the last season. Because, okay. um, especially the last episode. Okay. Because there's definitely some shit in there on a sci-fi end that I know that you would dig. Mm-hmm. And um, the last episode, which I mean, I'm not going to give away because you haven't watched it yet. Um, there's a whole like black history angle that goes into it. Okay. And the way the story flips. Like, everybody I know of color was just there like, yeah, bitch, get those motherfuckers, woo! So it's like that type of thing. But it's told well. So, um, yeah, um, definitely go on and check that. And, And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Glad that you can, glad that you gathered around and listened to us. Yep, yep, indeedy, indeedy. So, yeah, we're gonna go on ahead and um, wrap that up for now. Uh, Wrap it up. Y'all haven't seen Infinity War, it's still genius, it's on Netflix right now. I still love the shit to death. Um, that just shows how dope 2018 was for um, comic uh, movies. No there was some really deep, well there were some decent to really good comic movies. No doubt. And um, I think we had already talked about the Into the Spider-Verse. I'll say it again, go see that shit. Yeah, that was you cool. got kids, go check it out. The fact that I know people who aren't even into that shit like that, who are just there like, hey, that you was kind of good. talked about that last week? Um, I think we did, but just in case, I'm just reinforcing because I just talked about comic book movies. Okay. Um, they did a great job for people, whether you're into that heavy or if you're not, which I think is a great thing for introduction movies. Like, I know some people who, like, Doug Black Panther could have just it, it gave him enough of an introduction into the universe. Mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse, definitely, but it was also oh, yeah, more of a, um, yeah, but it was more of a, um, I guess, kid angle, but also, I think, just more of a down-to-earth type of angle, because, you know, it literally takes place in New York or whatever. Um, for those who aren't familiar with um, the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man, you know, 
young black Latino cat, you know what I mean, who ends up, you know, getting their own way into um that particular mythos mm. and whatnot. Um, hip hop as fuck on certain ends. Cause I know people who are that they're like, yeah, I don't even like that comic shit that you like, Mary. But I, you know, I like I like how they had you know. You know the hip hop vibe of Homeboy. They, and they had the old school vibe, new joint or whatever, yeah. which is a part of the character. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and he was supposed to as the as a, as a young New Yorker have the mm-hmm. hip hop So you know you had that. You had you know you had kid jokes. You had adult jokes. You had you know a nice little bit of drama up in the mix. Like it was it was just done well. And plus for yeah. people like me who are like super animation people, mm-hmm. like the fact that they literally made like damn near the joint be like a live comic. Mm-hmm. From the way they like, you know, had different reactions and other types of stuff, and the way it flowed, like that animation style was like fucking spectacular. Yeah, and you know, I'm a Black American, so for me, I'm like, yo, you're gonna have like a little generation of kids who ain't gonna know they first Spider Man might be the Black one. That's right. So, so that's fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you don't like that. You know, eat a dick. Even Stan Lee and them were just like, we don't care what your feelings are. <laughs> you know. Stan was like, yeah, Spider-Man's probably about to do behind the mask. And that was the old Jewish dude who invented that back in the day. So, yeah. y'all just hold on to that. So and I think the reason why they came about because he knew he should have done it a long time before now. So, I mean, you gotta look at I mean, you gotta look at stuff in that aspect and, you know, Stan back in the 60s with the cat who was behind Black Panther. So, you know, I think I mean, I'll be very brief before we end it up. Um, I think people sometimes sleep on, like, popular culture, but they also forget the, the impact popular culture has, right? Okay. Like, a movie and other things aren't going to change everything, but it can play that element, especially if it's more easily accessible. It can expose yeah. people to being open to other things mm-hmm. and whatnot. Why do you think people push back, a certain group of people push back so hard in terms of having certain imagery out there? Mm-hmm. You know, certain other types of stuff. Yeah. You know, why do you have some of these, and I'll be honest, some of these old white men nerds that they're like, man why is this wonder woman this way and now there's a black spider-man and this old half samoan ass nigga playing aquaman man it's like calm your ass down dog a it's a fucking bit of fiction b settle down the world is more diverse than you all right so get over yourself you know what i mean and for folks who like ain't make money um black panther made like damn near over 1.5 to 2 billion dollars so, it's almost like people would just like to have a good story and maybe have diversity. Imagine that shit. But anyway, yo, um, Fusebox Radio, we about to get into some um, Mind on down, other Fusebox joints. Radio. Yep, yep, yep. Get on down, love you all, come around. Fusebox is coming through downtown, DJ Fusion, I saw Raw Black Hawk. Black Hawk about to get down. Yes, yes, indeed. We're going to go on ahead and wrap up this part. Second part is going to be um some of the best 2018 joints. Yes, indeed. And um, we're going to keep it moving, all right? Fuse Box Radio. Radio. DJ Fusion rolling out. Peace. Peace. You can listen to the Fuse Box Radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. 
You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at fuseboxradio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration. 